This is Carol Doan, reporting for Couve.com. I recently had the opportunity to talk with Mel Sanders of Cover to Cover Books in Vancouver. Not long ago, after the building next door caught fire, they found themselves looking for a new home. I caught up with Mel and the bookstore's Kat Smedley at their new location and learned what the future holds for Cover to Cover. My name is Mel, and that's short for Melody because everybody always asks. Um, I'm the bookseller here. I'm also the owner. And this is our, these are our new digs. We've just recently opened or reopened after a fire in our former location, and uh, we went back into business on April Fool's Day this year. Was that a good move? Um, we're, the jury is still out on whether that'll be a good move or not. We're definitely trying new things. It's a larger space. We can have uh, more books in storage, do more with the Internet sales, things like that. So there's some business opportunities to be attempted here and a lot more traffic. <laughs> is this something you wanted to do when you grew up? Oh, doesn't everybody dream of having their bookstore? You know? I don't know. Uh, everybody I talk to wants to own a bookstore, and I'll just say, don't do it. Um, everybody I talk to wants to publish a book. Yes, so. and I see those people, too. Um, I call this my red sports car. I had been doing data processing for 20 years, and the jobs were shifting. I was doing less and less programming, which was really the aspect of the, the business that I liked and more and more direct customer interface, um, gathering specifications, translating those into something a programmer could read and then still being expected to be able to program better, faster, stronger, even though I wasn't being trained on some of the newer technologies. Um, and I was kind of burning out on that. I'd been doing it for 20 years and just, hmm, wasn't working for me anymore. I felt bored. Wow. and tired and just not satisfied. Uh, my spouse and I had talked for several years about a small business of some sort. We just didn't know what. Um, I had gotten to know Lilith St. Crow, who's a local author here, who also was volunteering at So Many Books, um, the incarnation of the store before we purchased the store. And, you know, she and I mostly were just talking, writing, and getting to know each other and having a good time. And one day she said, so Clyde's selling the bookstore. And thus my fate was sealed. So so we can blame Lilith St. Crow. We can. For uh, this relationship you have with Cover to Cover Books. Yes. And um, if we talk about Lilith, we should probably also say that she is a New York Times bestselling author. Sure. That happens yes. to live here in Vancouver. Yes. So, um... So she planted the seed. Did, you, did it take very long to uh, convince your husband that this was a good idea? Um, you know, we looked at, we worked on a business plan. We did a serious inventory. You know, we, we crawled over so many books' as financials pretty seriously, and we looked at the, the business model and thought we could do things a little better and bring a little more technology into the bookstore and see if that couldn't help us. When you talk about technology, technology. you're talking about like a computer tracking system so you can see what the inventory right. was. Right, better control of the inventory, better access for it, uh, sales on the internet, things like that. So actually do sales on the internet besides the walk-in we do. physical brick and mortar store? We do. What's the percentage between brick and mortar and internet um, sales? The vast majority is still brick and mortar. Okay. Um, out in the internet, you're competing with everybody and their dog and their... They might be selling out of their basement. Exactly. Or, okay. 
you know, and, and the folks on Amazon who are selling for a penny plus shipping and, you know, making their money in incremental commodities, as opposed to the actual booksellers who know their inventory and can help you choose another book, for example. Or so for, there's some consulting services. There's consulting. I'm a bibliophile. I can help you find an author similar to Norman Mailer if that's what you're looking for. So bibliophile, is that a term that you throw around in public? Sure. Is, okay. <laughs> I'm a book lover. So. Um, I'm hearing a jingle in the background. you want to let us know what's <laughs> making that uh, fascinating noise? That is the cat who wears a bell so that I can keep track of where he is and I don't close him in an upstairs office or in the back warehouse. Um, his name is Smedley, and he's been with the bookstore for, oh, probably seven years now. He came with the bookstore when we bought the, uh, the whole thing from Clyde Holloway. He was listed as a fixture along with the book's the bookcases, the espresso machine, the computer, Smedley. So did you buy Smedley and you got the bookstore as a bonus, or is it the other way around? I'm sure that's what Smedley would tell you, is he's the important part of the, uh, the mix here. Certainly he's a big part of our advertising and our social media. The night of the fire, October 14th of last year, um, Smedley was the first thing that went out of the old bookstore in his carrier and into the back of my car until we could get him home, and he lived with us for about five months until we figured out where we would be again. Um, and so he, if, we, if we back up a little bit, there was sure. a, a fire at a neighboring business. Yes. And the cover-to-cover -cover books actually didn't catch fire, but you had some damage. We did. Um, walk me through that night and how you discovered that there was a fire next door. Oh, okay. It's actually a pretty exciting story. Um, October 14th, it was about 5.30 in the evening, and I was about to close the store for a half an hour, do some setup before our monthly open microphone poetry, and a couple of people came from the uh, bar and grill next door and asked if they could borrow our fire extinguisher. And of course I said yes, and gave it to them, and my next question was, has someone called 911? They said yes, and they left, and I stood there for maybe two seconds and decided it would be smart if I went and got the cat and got him out of the building, just in case. And I wasn't really thinking it would be anything bad. They had mentioned it was in the ladies' restroom, and I figured, out oh, it must be somebody threw a cigarette in a trash can. But it was probably less than ten minutes later that there was so much smoke in my suite that I didn't dare stay. So you got smoked out. We got smoked out, and there was a, a good bit of water damage as well. Um, no actual fire in our suite except over the electrical closet way in the back. Oh, so was there sparks flying, or um, did you stay to see all the I excitement? I did not stay in the building, certainly, to see all the excitement. Um, I left and stood across the street with, you know, 600 of my closest nosy neighbors watching the building belch big black clouds of smoke until we were able to go back in, oh, along about 10 o'clock later that night after the fire department took care of things. And what were you thinking as you watched the smoke <laughs> billowing out of the building? Well, I got the cat out, I got the computer out, I got the cash register out, and how am I going to figure out all my tax records because October's the end of the quarter, you know, I got things I got to do. But um, mostly I was thinking, well crap, this is going to be a real mess, and now what do we do? Um, when we got back in, we saw that there wasn't as much fire damage as we'd thought, but we still didn't 
no, we've never had a fire before. We don't know. You what, didn't know the extent of the damages. Right. Um, but we talked to our adjuster the next morning, and she came out promptly and said, well, if we get them out of here quick, then we can probably clean up most of this. This is the good kind of damage, she said, you know. So when there's a fire, there's bad damage and, and good, good damage. damage. Yeah. And you just got lucky. We got lucky. And the, the people who were cleaning up our books also said it's really interesting. Some of them were very dusty, which also saved them. Okay, so... So don't dust your bookshelves. <laughs> just let the dust collect. And when the service master people clean off the dust, they clean away the smoke. So the dust was a helpful... Was helpful in this particular circumstance. So, so you watched, stood on the sidewalk and watched yeah. your um, shop watched go our up business go up in smoke. Well, we, all we saw was smoke. We did see flames over the bar and grill, but um, no flames apparently in our suite. So we just didn't know. The early impressions were that damage to the building could be repaired and fairly promptly, like maybe within a couple of months. So we kind of opted to wait around and see what they would be doing as far as repairs and things like that. In January of 2011, we met with our landlords and saw the plans, which showed new intentions to cut the building into four suites instead of three, which uh, reduced our square footage by about a third, which it really wasn't tenable with our business model, so we started beating the street pretty hard here in Vancouver looking for other places to be. And this is where we've ended up, here at the, the suite on St. James. And it was formerly warehouse space and retail in the front. And it's really different from where we were, which was smaller and cozy and very neighborhood. This, we're on a, a much higher traffic street. We get a lot of street noise. Um, we don't get nearly the walk-in traffic that we used to get, but we have hopes for the new location. And what's your three top categories of books that you sell? Oh, I would say easily genre fiction takes care of our rent. So, And if someone didn't know what genre fiction was, how would you describe it? Mysteries, science fiction, paranormal romance, um, those are our bigger sellers. We also do pretty well with nonfiction as well. Um, you know, I used to read a lot of genre fiction, but I, my tastes have drifted in the last few years, and I'm reading more nonfiction, more for information than I used to read. I do still tackle whatever's new and big at the moment so that I can actually talk with customers when they come in and want to know if these Stieg Larsson girl with the dragon tattoo books are any good. Are they any good? Um, gosh, they sell well. Okay, thank you for that <laughs> commentary. <laughs> um... When you were a kid, what was your favorite book? I had a lot of favorites. Okay, and so there's not one. There's not one. All right. Well, give me the handful that you liked. Okay. I was a big fan of L. Frank Baum's Oz books. And, you know, I always wished he'd still been around when I was little and could write more, write more, write more. I loved Watership Down, and I loved The Wind in the Willows. I still reread the Watership Down book every couple, three years. And what draws you back into that book? You know, there's something for everyone, and I, I understand that it's superficially about a pack of rabbits who are relocating from one warren to another, but it's this is really the hero's journey, and we're watching these separate personalities function as a team and make their way in the world. 
What's been your biggest regret as a bookstore owner in Vancouver, Washington? I've been sorry to leave the neighborhood where we were at Main Street and McLaughlin. I'm definitely going to miss the personalities and being part of the Uptown Village neighborhood. You know, we've chosen to move out into suburbia now, which means I must be chasing the almighty dollar as opposed to being the neighborhood bookstore and, you know, fostering that aspect of the community. So I suppose that. So do you think you can build community here? Uh, we're doing our best. Um, a lot of our regulars have followed us. We still do the same activities that we do. Um, just here in a new location with fresher paint and cleaner carpet and we're still doing our second Thursday poetry open microphone at 7 we're still doing our first Saturday writers mixers we still do book clubs and things like that so, so people that found you and enjoyed the activities in the uptown area right. are, are still checking. coming still they've followed very good All right, Mel thank you for joining sure. me today you're welcome thank you and I like Smedley too. Yeah. USD Media.